0: please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening. And you're On The Tee, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at The Avenue. Alongside Stephen Watson,
1: here's Gabe Neitzel. I'm pleased to say, here we are. (laughs) We made it. If the wind blows like this, I don't think I've
2: played a golf course this difficult. The biggest factor the scores will be the wind because it comes from different different directions at different strengths and it makes the golf course play totally different as far as what holes you can make birdie on and what holes uh, you're fighting for par depending on the breeze you know if it really blows it's gonna be a survival test. This course is so demanding um, that you know you have to be really on and, and if you don't you're gonna pay the price so it's, it's gonna be a long week well, hopefully we get the wind and and uh, it poses the challenge that, uh, that whistling straights can.
3: Player interviews from back in 2004. They were, a course of course, talking about Whistling straight, host of the 2004, 2010, 2015 PGA Championship in the Ryder Cup just last season. Uh, you heard the voices in that montage of Herb Kohler at the beginning. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Ernie L., Sergio Garcia, and then Jerry Kelly right at the end. And the reason we played that is because this was an idea. Steven and I, we had this idea after the passing of herb kohler earlier this golf season we wanted to do a show kind of dedicated to him and his golf properties because golf in wisconsin isn't what it is without her building what he has built here in haven in kohler with black wolf run and and you so astutely have said this before we're probably not in year two of on the tee without herb kohler building those properties
4: yeah he was a titan in business he was a titan in golf Uh, passionate about this game that we love so dearly and with his vision along with Pete Dye he created this unbelievable property up here uh, you know right on Lake Michigan here in Sheboygan County and uh, we're all better for it as golf lovers in this state to have this type of property Uh, we're sitting here right now in the players room at Whistling Straits where I think just over a year ago Team USA was popping bottles and drinking you know Drinking something uh, with with a little (laughs) bit of uh, cigars. And it was Herb Kohler who made that possible. And with his vision and his dedication to bringing championship golf to Wisconsin, um, he deserves this spotlight from us here on, on the tee. And, he has an unbelievable legacy that we're going to jump into over the next hour.
3: So we are going to have a couple of guests on today, and we start with the director of golf and retail for Destination Kohler. And uh, we played the straights with him today. He, he put up with us, you know, or at least me kind of hacking it around a little bit out there. Mike O'Reilly. Mike, thank you so much for uh, taking some time and, and talking the, this great piece of property with us.
2: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, fellas.
3: So you've been here for every major. W- when did you start with Destination Kohler?
2: A long time ago, 1996. So I started at Kohler before Whistling Straits was even built. Uh, It was still an idea in the process of being built, but I started actually over at Black Wolf Run. Um,
3: So I've been around a while. So, I mean, we just heard the players talk about how difficult Whistling Straits was. But first, that was the women in 1998 with the U.S. Women's Open. There were women walking up 18 with their white towels Mm -hmm. on their putters as flags because they said they were giving up. What was the reputation of Black Wolf Run when it first was built? Um, I mean,
2: it was, it it was unique. It was a new thing. Um, There wasn't a ton of great public golf courses in the state of Wisconsin, certainly uh, even in the, in the Midwest. Um, So to be able to play a challenging, um, not only challenging, but quality, really good conditions, um, championship caliber golf course, uh, to have public access to that was a, was a new thing um, at the time. And it was very difficult, you know, that, that, flag and, and the towel on the golf club flag was Nancy Lopez, you know, one of the most famous women golfers of all time. You know? um, so it, it, was a, it was a new type of thing, new type of challenge for uh, players in, in the Midwest, and it's grown since then.
4: And you've watched the the game of golf, kind of the evolution from that moment to Team USA standing on the podium just behind us here on the 18th green. Yeah, pretty walk, incredible. walk us through kind of what it's been like to witness Wisconsin be a part of golf spotlight in the way that this property has
2: Um, yeah I mean I I, I pinched myself that I was um, lucky enough to be a part of it um, and and part of this organization Kohler company Um, it's been a a wild ride you know to see uh, destination Kohler grow to what it is to see golf in the state of Wisconsin Um, I'm heavily involved with the Wisconsin PGA and uh, to be heavily involved with PGA championships coming to the state obviously Um, The Ryder Cup last year was kind of the pinnacle for us here. Um, It's been an amazing ride to see everything bloom and grow, and now Wisconsin's a worldwide destination for golf. You know, you can come and play 10 days of golf here and uh, play a new course every day, and and they're all great.
3: The director of golf and retail for Destination Kohler joining us here on the tee live from Whistling Straits as we honor the legacy of Herb Kohler. So you were here before they even started building the straits. And so many interviews that I've listened to over, you know, the past couple of months. Herb kind of says, well, we just built it because we ran out of room at Black Wolf Run. We needed another golf course. I feel there's more to that because it felt like this was also built because they wanted to attract major championships. What was it like to be here as the process of this thing was being built? And was it true that you just needed another course? Um, Yes and no.
2: I mean, one of my first jobs was answering the phones at Black Wolf. Um, if you weren't staying at the hotel, uh, you can only book a tee times two weeks in advance. So we'd get there at 6 a.m. There would be a few tee times left. The phones would ring off the hook for about a half hour, you'd book tee times. And then the next half hour, you would tell people, sorry, we're sold out. And then the next day, you'd do the same thing for two weeks later. And that's, um, so certainly the demand was there uh, to play, play golf at Blackwell Front. Uh, Mr. Kohler uh, was really getting into the game and starting to travel around the world and play. Um, and he was really liking the looks and feels of, of golf courses in Ireland and Scotland. And he wanted to bring that, that back here as well. So um, found this piece of property here, acquired it, um, and asked Pete Dye to, uh, to, to build something amazing, which, which he did. So it's, it's both, you know, his, his love of the game, his passion um, for the game, his um, enjoyment of, of dunes and bunkers and uh, rolling hills and um, found this piece of property. And we needed more golf and it all came together.
4: Anybody who has met uh, Mr. Kohler knows that he has such an unbelievable presence about yeah. him. Every room that he walks in, heads turn. Um, he, he's, he's a larger-than-life figure. Yeah. And I'm just curious, for somebody who worked alongside of him for
2: 20-plus years, you know, what's your takeaway being an employee of Mr. Kohler's? I still have the same feeling. (laughs) So, you know, the last, uh, you know, a couple years spending time with him in his office, um, uh, making decisions on uh, building the baths, you know, it would be an example. And the ability or the opportunity for me to be a part of that was a blessing, you know, and to sit there and and to be with a titan of not only golf in the state of Wisconsin or an impact on golf globally, but, you know, one of the most successful businessmen of, of all time. Um, you know, a great opportunity for me as a person, um, just a, a, a visionary, um, passionate, you know, passionate about excellence, um, wouldn't accept anything less than, than the best. And he challenged you to to do that. You know, he challenged you and, and um, people that he liked and, and wanted to, knew could be successful, he challenged them very hard um, to, to make them, to help them to get you know to their potential
3: do you have a favorite mr. Kohler story anyone that sticks out for you um, it's kind
2: of a Pete dying mr. Kohler story is the first those one are the best that, kind that of that comes to mind I'm not sure if this was 2004 press conference or 2010 uh, one of those two PGA championships but the question was actually asked to Pete um, you know so someone from the audience said you know Pete what's the most challenging thing about building a golf course and you got Pete Dye sitting right here and Herb Kohler sitting right next to him. And Pete answers the question. He says, uh, in, his, in his voice, he goes, the owner. <laughs> 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 and him and Pete and Herb started laughing. And, um, they, you know, everyone started laughing. It was, it was pretty good. But, um, you know, the two of them uh, were, were good friends and uh, worked very well together for a very long time and, and developed a great relationship um, a lot of Mr. Kohler's stories, you know, he, he obviously had a big impact on us in golf and, and, and me personally in my life.
4: Kind of a two-part question here. Um, for somebody that was involved in the Ryder Cup planning and watching it all come to life and the way that it finished for Team USA and Captain Stricker and knowing that Herb was there, um, how much does it mean to you to see what it meant to him? And also, what do you think Pete Dye would have thought of that weekend up here last year?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, incredible week for for everyone involved. Um, for uh, everyone here at Whistling Straits, Kohler Company, uh, the community, Sheboygan County, uh, so many people involved that that made that happen, and it was kind of a culmination of of years of of hard work and um, and, and achievement of, of what Mr. Kohler was able to do in the state of Wisconsin. Um, you know, to to see him on the 18th green after. Um, you know, we had won the Ryder Cup, just a, a pretty special moment. Or on the first tee, you know, the first tee shot, um, he was very excited to be there for every single tee shot, um, and he was there on the first tee and and watching this thing occur, uh, and it was a pretty special moment I know for him and, and for us as well.
3: What's awesome is we talk with Michael Riley, he is the, the director of golf and retail for Destination Kohler as we honor the legacy of Herb Kohler here tonight on on the tee, and. We talk about here the impact it's had here in Wisconsin, but he hasn't had a worldwide impact with the Old Course Hotel. One of the more famous landmarks in all of golf as it uh, lays along the 17th hole. What was the acquisition of that like for the company? Um, So
2: it was in 2004. uh, The Old Course Hotel had become available for sale. I was pretty young. I don't know all the details. wasn't involved too much, but... um, uh, I believe there's a, a bidding process that that he went through, uh, and he won. And the uh, townspeople, after a short period of time, got to know who he was and how he was going to operate, and they were very pleased with, with inviting him into their, into their home, uh, per se. So, um, you know, an ama- like you said, it's an iconic property. Obviously, it's the home of golf, and um, for us to own and operate a hotel, uh, one of the most famous hotels, if not the most famous hotel in golf. Um, is pretty special for us, and that you know his dedication not only, like you said, to the state of Wisconsin but uh, to the game of golf on a, on a global level.
4: I would imagine there were some pretty fun flights overseas. Do you have any
2: stories from <laughs> traveling with Mr. Kohler? Oh boy, um, I only traveled with him a couple times. I uh, never travel, traveled with him overseas, I uh, did fly down to Chicago with him. Uh, which was which was quite nice. It's a good <laughs> way to go. It Takes about twenty minutes to get down there. So, um, no. When when he was traveling over there, to, certainly during the acquisition and, and um, you know for the next several years when he was playing golf over there, I wasn't quite in the position to travel with him. So,
3: okay. uh, so I, I told you the story. I've told the story on air um, when when we had Gary Damato on a couple of weeks ago to talk about the passing of Mr. Kohler. But when the Wisconsin Sports Awards, a Good Brands entity, were up here. On the Kohler properties, uh, myself and Steve, the Homer True, we were doing the afternoon show for ESPN Milwaukee at the time, had the chance to talk with Mr. Kohler. And then backstage at the WSAs, Homer runs into Herb and goes, hey, rank your, rank, what, what, what courses are your favorite? Put them in order. And Herb goes, it's like ranking your kids. You can't do that. Do you rank your kids? And Homer did. Yep, yep, yep. And he never got the answer out of, uh, out of Herb about what his, the order of his favorite courses were here on property. So I'm going to ask you, Mike O'Reilly. Rank the courses.
2: Rank the courses owned
3: by Kohler uh, Destination Kohler.
2: I'm going to say the Straits Course is number one. Okay. Um, probably going to say the Meadow Valley is number two, or the original Championship Course. See, the original
3: Championship is the is the is you, the you, way you, you cheat. Just fired up, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's about to walk out and just tee off. <laughs> I cheat.
2: I really like the back nine on the Meadow Valley, which it's is so good. Basically, it's the so front good. nine of the original. Yep. Um, uh, original golf course. Um, and then I'd say the River Course, and then and then probably the Irish Course would be would be the fourth. But I really like the back nine on the Irish Course as well. Um, not as much on the on the front nine. All good. But if you're going to force me to rank my kids, I just did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. That's
3: exactly. I was, you know, we were trying to butter you up with some questions so yeah. I could really hit you with the hard hitting question of yeah. what what golf courses do you like the best? Yeah,
2: Mike. When you think about Herb Kohler's legacy, how would you define it? Um, I mean, there's so many levels of that, right? So, um, you know, I think of his legacy. Um, we're here talking about the state of Wisconsin um, and 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 golf. So let me let me I'll, I'll bring it to that to that level. Um, I think his legacy is bringing championship golf to the state of Wisconsin, um, whether it be for the three of us to go out today and and do what we did or uh to bring you know tiger and and rory here to to play in the pga championship um you know the state of wisconsin hadn't hosted a major championship since don't know exactly when it was It was 1938 19, 30, yeah 30, it was 33 or 38 yeah. yeah yeah um so it, it had been that long since an event a golf event of that level had come to the state of wisconsin and he you know created that and, and brought that here so it's a that's a pretty good legacy Um, and then an opportunity for you know people from around the world to come in and enjoy the courses as well so um, and it's grown since then
4: and how fun was it for you to watch his passion for the game of golf grow during that time
2: pretty unbelievable yeah yeah pretty incredible to see um, how he brought his passion he was passionate in everything he did you know he was passionate if you talk to his family and And close friends that that he traveled with on vacations and things like that they could tell you some crazy stories about um, you know what he he was just passionate about everything he did Um, so you bring that into his business life and he's passionate about running you know the the plumbing uh, organization and we get into golf and he's super passionate about running running golf courses Um, you know so To see it evolve you know it was there from the beginning you know from from what i saw he was you know all in and as soon as black hole front he had so much fun building black hole front and creating that he really liked the design process and whether it be a toilet whether it be a golf course whether it be a a light fixture or um, he really enjoyed that process and you'd see his brain kind of work um during that process in a meeting and um you know so the the passion was there. Um, it just kind of transitioned into golf and hospitality, you know. And he started turning on when when you started talking about those things. And as he got a little bit older, um, you know, his son took over as CEO of, of the company. He was still very involved in the company, but probably a little more focused on hospitality. Um, and that passion was all all turned towards towards hospitality.
3: Mike, I certainly appreciate the time. Uh, I'm guessing uh, you guys are accepting when, – when do you start, you know, accepting tee times for next year? Are you guys are already booked out? Because this place, I know, is slammed this year. slammed um, this year. <laughs> um, what about – and not much – I mean, other than today and tomorrow, I'm not sure how many really good day weather days we have <laughs> left here for golf in the state yeah. of Wisconsin. But uh, how can people f- – reach out and, and try to experience Destination Kohler the way we got to today.
2: Yeah. I mean, we still have a few weeks left in this season. Um, at the end of this month, we're going to close the Straits, Irish, River, and Meadow, but we're going to open the original championship. So um, on Halloween, October 31st, that course opens. You can book those tee times online for anyone local. If you're looking at next year, um, you know, best place to learn about us is DestinationKohler.com. We're already booking uh, quite a bit, actually, into next year. Um and even a little bit into 2024. So um, if you're looking to book a nice weekend in July, August, September, I would do it pretty quick. (laughs) Um, So...
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guarantee I'll be up here, uh, you know, uh, probably October 31st, maybe November 1st, November 2nd, because I can't get enough of the original you championship. Like that oh, I <laughs> love the original <laughs> championship 18. It's just such a unique and cool layout, yeah. and the fact that it's not available to you at any time, right. I always want to take it, and it's always a great price, too.
2: Yep, it's a good price when we uh, when we open it, and uh, like I said, it's a great 18 holes. It was the original 18 holes that was built at Black Hole Front, um and people thought Mr Kohler was crazy that he was gonna split it apart. You know, when it was opened in nineteen eighty eight, um it was named the best new golf course in the United States. Who's gonna split that apart? Um, but we built a third nine and a fourth nine and indeed split it apart. Um now we got two Two great golf.
3: Two great golf yeah. courses. Two yeah. two top one hundred golf courses. You I mean you see those all the time on Golf Digest Golf Week. All those places that rank them. Mike certainly appreciate the time. Thanks for taking us out and thank you for having us here today uh, to help honor the legacy of Herb Kohler.
2: Nope. thank you, gentlemen.
3: Mike O'Reilly joining us here. We're going to have another guest coming up at the bottom of the hour, but coming up next, Stephen and I are going to kind of reflect more on the, the biggest events that has happened here in the state of Wisconsin, at least in our eyes. It was just a little over a year ago, and that, of course, was the Ryder Cup. And the opening segment on On the Tee is brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. More on the tee live from Whistling Straits coming up next.
0: The opening segment was brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. On the tee with Gabe and Steven continues next on 94.5 ESPN. A man. You're listening to On The Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside.
1: It's pretty awesome, even for me, after seeing a fair number of Ryder Cups, Especially when uh, you follow uh, Paris and what's following us is Rome, and then uh, New York. So here's Kohler, Wisconsin, (laughs) hosting a Ryder Cup. But by God, it's, uh, it's our challenge and our interest to generate as much interest, both in person and television, around the world as these other sites will do.
3: That is Herb Kohler interview that you did on WISN last year, Stephen, with him in preparation of the Ryder Cup that was hosted on this property just a little over a year ago. And we continue to talk about that momentous week here on the T, and it's all about the drive.
0: Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the T, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that
2: good? That's unbelievable.
0: It's all about the drive. On the T is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy.
3: It's still hard to believe, almost, that we did have a Ryder Cup here just a little over a year ago even walking the property we were out there playing today just going there was like a village around the first tee box it was just a a huge stadium type of atmosphere and it's just so unassuming now when you go out there and go oh yeah this this place it's it's such a cool piece of property and is always going to be connected to that history
4: it's pretty special when you think about um, what the year was to Wisconsin sports last year. Of course, the Bucks winning a championship. And then just a month later, the biggest golf event in the world happened right here on a course that was, you know, if people aren't familiar with this property, just, you know, 25 years ago, this was just a cliff over the lake. And what Pete Dye and Herb Kohler did and their vision together to bring this to life and then build a village, a championship village, like we saw last year, it's otherworldly. I mean, it's honestly unprecedented in this game to do what they did on this property and bring this type of event. No question it was unprecedented here in Wisconsin because it was the first Ryder Cup here, but I don't think people understand the magnitude of how big that event was and how cool that was for the state.
3: So you think about, again, those places that Herb listed off in the open, you know, that they just came from Paris. You know, there's there have been some pretty big cities, Chicago, that have hosted this event, the, the Ryder Cup. And I was reading in, in in the book, and I highly recommend it. I'm about halfway through it right now. The Cup they couldn't lose, uh, Shane Ryan's book. It kind of encompasses a lot about last year's Ryder Cup, a lot of the history of the Ryder Cup, and he has a chapter in there talking about whistling straights to the golf course and how in 2000, you know, they got the PGA Championship here in 2004, and then in 2005, 15 years before the Ryder Cup was supposed to be played in 2020, they were awarded that Ryder Cup. So we had known since 2005. And as the date started getting closer, they almost lost it. There were a lot of corporate partners that were kind of... I mean, if we really go there, are we going to be able to make the money that we need to make off of this event? And then, of course, it ended up being a smashing success last year, despite not being able to have fans from Europe travel in as there were still some restrictions with the pandemic. It set records in terms of revenue generated and the amount of... The, the way that the state of Wisconsin just threw their support behind the events made it the most successful Ryder Cup, a worldwide event ever from a financial standpoint.
4: And I think... People that know Wisconsin sports fans know that they always show up. And then when you add what golf has become in this state to that mix on top of an international crowd that is was able to start traveling again after the pandemic, I mean, it was honestly a perfect mix um, of fandom here in the state of Wisconsin to go along with what ended up being a perfect week from a result standpoint, from a storyline standpoint of Steve Stricker, and, of course, with Herb Kohler. I, of course, we didn't know what his – you know, his health situation was going to lead to after the event. But I think often about that interview that we just played there uh, coming out of break, that was probably the most nervous I've ever been for an interview. Um, and I've had an opportunity to interview some really cool people, but just knowing the presence that Herb Kohler brings to any room um, with the help of the Kohler PR staff, you know, they made it possible of you know bringing him out on a golf cart to, a, to us set up with a camera crew on the ninth tee box. And he gets off the cart, And his health was a little down, you know, his walking wasn't great. Um, He had his cane, he didn't allow anybody to help him. And he walked, he sat down and we talked golf for 20 plus minutes um, as the sun was setting on his unbelievable property behind him. And it was kind of one of those pinch me moments for me in my career to have that opportunity.
3: It kind of ends up being the crown jewel of all the events they've had here. Three PGA Championships, a U.S. Women's Open, a Senior Open here at the the Women's Open, twice actually at Black Wolf Run, and then the U.S. Senior Open here at Whistling Straits. And the golf here is too good, Stephen. We don't know when it's coming, but I have to believe, and I'm choosing to believe, we are going to have another big-time event here in the state of Wisconsin.
4: The players love it. It looks amazing on television. And the hospitality to go along with the golf is top notch. I mean, it is a, it's a perfect, you know, combination of an experience for golfers and golf fans.
3: We are going to be talking with Chris Lutsky. Uh He has worked hand in hand with Pete Dye for a number of years, of course, had a hand in, in helping build the properties here. We're going to talk about him and the relationship between Pete Dye, who designed all these courses, and Herb Kohler. As our Herb Kohler tribute show continues on the tee, do have to tell you about one of the top five rated Palmer courses in the United States. That's right, Arnold Palmer's the Bog offers a challenging but playable golf course in a beautiful natural setting in Suckville, Wisconsin. It's home of the ESPN Milwaukee Open. The Bog does so many great charitable things with the Mac Fund as well. Uh, make sure you check it out. They've got a great barn off the 18th hole now that you can uh, have some great hospitality with as, as well. Check out their website at golfthebog.com. Chris Lutsky going to be joining us next on The Tee.
0: Back to the course and On the Tee with Gabe and Stephen after this on 94.5 ESPN. This is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of
1: Woodside. When we got into golf, we decided that we were only going to uh, build for majors, and that's the way Pete and I started out, and it was sort of a, a ridiculous aspiration, <laughs> but that was our intent.
3: Herb Kohler talking about the intent when they built Whistling Straits, the intent when they built Black Wolf Run, and the great properties here with Destination Kohler. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Stephen Watson on the TN 94.5 ESPN. It is our Herb Kohler tribute show honoring the great titan of golf here in the state of Wisconsin. Of course, a titan of industry of so many other things, but we, of course, are just focusing on the contributions that he made in the world of golf. And and one of his great relationships, one of the great pairings in golf – of all time is Herb Kohler and Pete Dye. And to help us talk a little bit more about what it took to build these courses, somebody who has worked with Pete Dye very closely, we welcome in Chris Ludsky to On the Tee. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I see here you started working at 18 years old under Pete Dye. Is that correct?
5: Well, Steve, yeah. You know, I, I went out to uh, Black Wolf Run in, in 1986 and, of course, they handed me a shovel, but eventually I, I met Pete Dye, and, and he just kind of grabbed me by the by the collar, and, and, and I worked with him for 37 years, uh, starting in 1986. So that relationship really turned into something, and of course, I, I also got to know Mr. Kohler pretty well.
4: Chris, uh, I imagine that that duo was uh, obviously special with what they created here, but what was it like to witness their friendship and partnership as as business partners?
5: Well, it, it really it was special. And those two men had enormous amount of respect for one another, and they had a, a great friendship and 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 they had they had some debates on occasion, but they always worked it out and, and their friendship, you know, survived many many years and and it was uh, it was entertaining being around those two for all those years, and uh, and never a dull moment for certain. You
4: say entertaining, uh, you got to have stories for us. Uh, what what what's the best story you have <laughs> of Herb Kohler and Pete Dye?
5: Well, you know, boy, back in two thousand fifteen. I think Jason Day, uh, he shot 20. Something happened there at Whistling Straits, and Mr. Kohler, you know, he just hated if those pros got, got, you know, higher than single digits under par. And after that tournament, he turned to Pete and he said, how are we going to fix this so this doesn't happen again? And Pete stared at the ground for a good long time, and he kind of shaking his head, and he looked up at, and Herb, and he says, Mr. Kohler, you know, we can't add any more bunkers. There's a 1,000 bunkers out here. <laughs> and then, of course, Herb's patiently waiting for an answer, and he's staring at the ground again, and he looks up another time, and he says, Mr. Kohler, we can't make this course any longer. It's over 8,000 yards. <laughs> and uh, Pete's staring at the ground, and, and, and Mr. Kohler's patiently waiting. And finally, Pete looks up. Mr. Kohler and says I got it we're gonna have to shrink the greens and all Herb said is when can you start (laughs) So (laughs) that would be one that I will never forget Uh, he just wanted to keep those pros in check and in the single digits and we all know mother nature has more to do that with that than anything but he thought Pete could could help
3: Talking with Chris Lutsky, he worked under Pete Dye, helped Pete with some of the great courses that that Pete designed, including here in the state of Wisconsin, Black Wolf Run, Whistling Straits. What was it like standing on a flat piece of property, knowing that the task was build Bally Bunyan, and you're looking around going, how are we going to recreate that much elevation?
5: Well, you know, at at Black Wolf Run, like I said, I was just a kid with a shovel. But by the time we got to Whistling Straits, you know, that piece of property was 60 feet right up off the lake. And and for Pete to come up with that idea and and for Mr. Kohler to move all that material and cut that 30-foot shelf down there so you could see Lake Michigan from, well, basically from 17 holes, to watch that all Come together and and really just you know based on some sketches on the back of some airline tickets and some napkins, uh, it was it was really an experience and it, it, it wasn't the first time I saw it, but it was the most impressed I was uh, watching a, a golf course like that come together.
4: And Chris, I understand that you were um, very influential in the building of the baths. You know the new short course here on property at Destination Kohler. Um, And you got to work very closely with Mr. Kohler. What was that process like as he was toward the end of his career um, but still passionate about the game of golf and and creating another gem that you guys made possible here on property?
5: Yeah, yeah, that was a a really unique project. Uh, Mr. Kohler was involved from start to finish, which isn't abnormal. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of he he did his own routings out there and everything, which was, you know, we 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 worked together even before we started moving any any material. And then, you know, to go move one hundred and sixty or seventy thousand yards of dirt on twenty seven acres. Has anyone ever even done that before? I don't think so. But uh, that really turned out. It really turned out good. I never see anything like it. And then Mr. Kohler, you know, he wanted to use concepts, just concepts and design principles uh, from other, you know, template holes of par threes or whatnot. So we probably had 25 different different uh, concepts, and then we'd assign them to certain holes and see if they'd work. And, you know, like the Redan or the Punch bowl or the Turtleback, just very simple concepts that kind of helped us get pointed in the right direction. But I know what he was doing. He wanted each – golf hole to have a story and when you have a to have a story you you know it needs to start somehow so every story on all 10 of those holes can start with the conceptual design so i thought that was brilliant actually
3: Talking with Chris Lutsky, he helped Pete die and worked under Pete Dye, as he mentioned, for 37 years. Of course, some great Pete Dye creations here in the state of Wisconsin, including Black Wolf Run and Whistling Straits. Um, I mean, Pete has, I mean, un- under his umbrella, I mean, he's had so many course designs and has hosted so many majors, so many events. But when you got to see, I-, I don't know if you were up here last year for it, Chris, or if you just watched it on TV. When you saw Whistling Straits hosting a Ryder Cup, what did you feel while you watch that,
5: well, you know, it wasn't um, it wasn't long before that. I don't think I'm trying to get my dates right, but you know, they had the PGA Championship at the Ocean Course, and the wind was blowing, and those pros were finally in the single digits. So, you know, that was a good thing. And then the same thing happens at the Ryder Cup. You got that east wind. Uh, g- giving those guys fits in the morning and then by 2 o'clock in the afternoon it's coming out of the other direction so you could ask for a, a better golf course and a better challenge uh, for, for those pros and, and and ultimately a better result of, of us taking home the cup so that was really good and I was up there for the, the whole thing it was wonderful
4: Chris, you've been a part of a lot of designs you've witnessed Pete's magic firsthand. where does Whistling Straits rank for you?
5: Well, I, you know, I'm a little biased because I have three courses that I oh, I hold them all kind of in the same category. Of course, I worked on them all, but it is Whistling Straits right, right up there. And then, of course, the Ocean Course at Kiowa. And, well, I got a soft spot in my heart for the, the Pete Dye course down at French Lick. So, you know, it's a it's a strong list, but they're all Pete Dye courses. Uh, I'm sure I could probably, uh, someone's going to not agree with my opinion, but that's it.
3: Chris, what was your what is your lasting impression of Herb Kohler after being able to work with him and Pete on some of the most iconic properties in golf?
5: Well, you know, I've been I've been really lucky to be surrounded by people who who want me to succeed, so to speak. And and, well, Herb was he was one of those one of those people. I mean, if I needed a recommendation letter to, you know, to get a project, a crooked stick or anything, he, he'd have it for me. And he was a great man. He was passionate. He was he's was funny. He made me laugh a lot. And I don't even think he was trying to. You know, we had that, whatever, whatever that is. You know, he was a good friend. I mean, I, I'll never take take it, take that for granted. And, and I'm going to miss him.
4: And, Chris, you've spent a lot of your life here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, what does this property mean to you as a golf fan and for somebody that had their hands in it as a teenager? How much pride do you take in, in the work that's been done here and what this place has hosted?
5: You know, I, I take a lot of pride just being part of what's happened there in, in Kohler and Sheboygan since the mid-'80s and to be a part of that and what the, what the Kohler family's done for golf up in that area, and even before the Ryder Cup, you know, we'll walking those fairways, and, of course, Pete's gone then at the time, and, and and it's just a very special place to walk around and enjoy great memories, and, and uh, there's really nothing else like it on earth, if you ask me.
3: Chris, we certainly appreciate the time. Thank you so much for for calling in and sharing stories of Pete and Herb Kohler and helping us honor the memory and legacy of Herb on our Herb Kohler tribute show.
5: Very good, guys. I appreciate it.
3: Chris Lutsky, he worked with Pete Dye uh, for 37 years, including Black Wolf Run here at Whistling Straits, so many other courses, uh, b- the baths here at Black Wolf Run, Teeth of the Dog, Eagle Eye, many, many projects that Pete Dye was involved with. So we certainly appreciate his time. Stephen and I are going to share our thoughts on this iconic piece of property, Whistling Straits. When we come back, first, I want to tell you about Annex Wealth Management. They're a proud sponsor of On the Tee. It's time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. It's time to put things in order. Visit AnnexWealth.com. Click on the Get Started button. Our course review of the Straits is next on the Tee.
0: No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more On the Tee with Gabe and Stephen coming up on 94.5 ESPN. For It's On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside.
2: Yeah, Whistling Straits is a, a tremendous test. It's a beautiful piece of property. Um... It's just one of those iconic places here in, in our state, thanks to Herb uh and his family. And um it's just, you know, it 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 started right here for Wisconsin Golf, uh, to be quite honest. I mean, when Herb uh built these courses uh along with Black Wolf Run courses, it kind of put Wisconsin Golf on the map. And other other people and other courses have followed behind, but uh, we owe a lot to Herb and and, and his family for uh, being able to have a Ryder Cup here in Wisconsin really a dream a dream uh, thing for Wisconsinites and, and people that are involved here. So thanks herb and to your family..
3: Russ Confort's announcing his captain's picks and he was asked about whistling Straits and that was his answer. And, and I don't think there's anything else that can encapsulate whistling Straits any more than that. First, before Stephen and I give you a review of Whistling Straits, do want to tell you about Fairways of Woodside, golf weather. We still have some of it left here in the state of Wisconsin. If you're looking for a great that has amazing hospitality, great atmosphere, great food, we're talking about the Fairways of Woodside in Sussex. We were out there last week for the second annual On the Tee Open. Just check out their website, fairwaysofwoodside.com and start paying attention because they're going to be having leagues indoors. That's going to be coming up as well. Check them out, fairwaysofwoodside.com. Time to give a course review, courtesy of our friends at Waste Management.
0: Vescu, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com.
3: Well, today was an interesting day, Stephen. Interesting. Today was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. Uh, we we got off to a little rocky start, though.
4: I'll set the scene. All okay. right. First of all, let me just talk about our conditions today. What a day of October golf weather! Not a cloud in the sky. I
3: have I have been here in June. I think I want to say it was June.
4: Yeah. And it's been colder. Yeah, you get four seasons sometime in June. Today we had an unbelievable weather day, and I couldn't stop thinking about Herb Kohler because I feel like as happy as he would be about our experience today on the property, he'd be so pissed. <laughs> because the wind was just way too calm for well, our mean, experience. The, the
3: logo of the place, it's on my coffee cup here. It's its its his face, and it's supposed to be blowing wind onto the golf course. It was perfect conditions
4: for scoring today. Neither one of us really scored, but we had... It was an amazing experience golfing with Mike O'Reilly. And thanks again to Mike uh, for hopping on the show spectacular. with us. Um, I think we can be in a very rare group to say that we are, we had the opportunity to play whistling Straits and have the course to ourselves. <laughs> there was a golf outing today on property and we got to walk and carry 18 holes on whistling Straits with nobody else around us. It was a pretty special experience for us. So thank you to Here's Mike and the entire Kohler team for having us out here as, as we're live here um, inside the players uh, room just above the Irish barn here at Whistling Straits. It's it's an unbelievable property, unbelievable experience. Now let's get into the story. We started teeing off on the back nine today. Yep. At Whistling Straits. You know, they had the outing on the front, so we teed off on the back. Um, I've been going through a little bit of yips with my 56-degree wedge um, um, game.
3: To, to set the stage even further, when I found you on the range today before we went out, like you were stressing to me about... It's 56. I just can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. And this has been a theme for you
4: since I got these new wedges that you you pressured me into getting. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I'll take it. It's my fault.
4: So we're we're sitting. We're playing off the back. So we're we're playing hole number 11, 11 known as cross country, um, here at Whistling Straits, and I hit, you know, great drive, feeling pretty good. Um, have a 56 degree wedge, and Gabe's, you know, feeling comfortable about. 45 yards yeah, off so, to my I mean, It's a, it's my a par right.
3: five, so we both, um, I wasn't in an ideal spot, so I laid up to kind of a flat area, felt pretty good. I was, I don't know how many yards, I mean 30 yards in front of you, a yeah. little to the right, and I've played with Steven enough. He's a good player. Like, Steven is a good player. He gets uncomfortable when I say that, but he is a good player, especially when we're talking about scoring clubs, wedges, putting. Like, this is – so, I'm fine. I'm, like, 30 yards. I'm two is right. I'm not right in front of him. I figured I'm far enough off to the right. I can – because, again, we, we did off at, like, 2 o'clock today. We, we walked and carried whistling straights in less than four hours today, which I'm really proud of, by the way, uh, that, of our pace of play. So, I'm thinking, okay, I want to make sure I'm up there so yeah. we can keep this round moving.
4: Insert yips into the conversation. Um, Didn't have the best lie. Kind of caught an old divot mark, but... It was an uphill lie. Uphill divot mark. I was like, all right, I got to muscle this. I was, you know, uphill. Felt like I needed to hit my 56 really well to get to the the pin. Well, I muscled it a little too hard, shanked it right, drilled Gabe Neitzel (laughs) right in his tuchus. And I mean drilled him. Like, it... It was flying so hot off of my club that I didn't even have time to yell four because I shanked it so badly I didn't know where the ball was. I look up and I just see Gabe. I hear Mike yell, look out. And Gabe just turns his back and he just takes one right on the rear end from me.
3: Uh, I, I was fine. Like, I don't even know if there's going to be you checked a, for a bruise. I have not checked for a bruise yet. We'll do that when we get home It later. was
4: October golf. We got a couple layers on today. Yeah. It was the first person I've ever hit on a golf course. First time
3: I've ever been hit with a golf ball on the golf course. And it
4: happened. It was just great. It was. Now, I was just trying to create hashtag content for our show tonight.
3: You broke 80 today. I think I need credit for that because I think I saved you a stroke. Because that thing, who knows where it ends up because it hit me and then dropped straight down. Now you're in the fairway and you You didn't get up and down from that spot. You still saved bogey, though. Could have been a double. Who knows? Could have ended up in one of the the, the bushes that they've got off to the side behind one of those bunkers. Who knows where it could have ended up.
4: Let me tell you, I think I got my final bad shot out of my 56 on you Yeah, um, because I was striping
3: it from there on. I thought we were going to go. So the next hole is a par three. And we were playing. We were playing green tees today. They're kind of the middle tees, so we decided to do that for pace of play instead of playing back on the blues because the blues can just be stretched out pretty far. Um, so it was a short par. It was a short par three today, and the pin was in the front. So there's some slopes behind it that you can carry it and get a little spin and chase it down. I thought you were going to go from shank 56 off of me to your first ever hole in one. You almost jarred it on number 12.
4: Yeah, what a story that would have been. From ass to ace. <laughs>
3: Would have been Can spectacular. I say on the radio? Yeah, you just did. Okay. So it doesn't matter. I mean, can't can't take it back now. Already said it. But I mean, Whistling Straits is a special piece of property. I understand that it's not available necessarily for everyone. Yeah. But if you are a golfer, it's not a course you're going to play every year. But if you're a golfer, especially one like, I, I've, I've talked about this with Aaron Hills where I grew up around that golf course. Like I'm, my parents live 20 minutes away from that golf course. I can't believe I used to come as a kid to Kohler Andre State Park. It was one of the things we did every summer just south of the golf course here. Beautiful piece of property, beautiful little beach along the lake. And we used to do that every summer. And the fact that the place that I used to come every summer now has a major championship golf course that's hosted three PGAs, a U.S. Senior Open, and the damn Ryder Cup, like that's just so unbelievable to me. So if you are someone who grew up in the state of Wisconsin, I am just, I'm begging you to save the money. It doesn't, again, it's not an every year thing. Maybe it's not next year, maybe it's not the year after, but just put a little bit of money away and and pay for it one time up here at Whistling Straits because if you haven't played it, You're going to want to. It is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It is a beautiful piece of property along Lake Michigan. Again, the first time I played here, uh, my caddy told me a story of some rich dude got flown in on some helicopter or whatever. You play the first two holes, and first hole you can barely kind of see Lake Michigan in the background. Second hole, as you get to the green, you see it. And then the third hole, Lake Michigan's there in all of its glory because all the par threes have Lake Michigan as a hazard more or less to the, its left or right depending upon you, if you're playing north or south. And he said that he caddied for someone who again got helicoptered in and went, man, this place is gorgeous. What ocean is that?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so like, it, it's, it's just such a beautiful piece of property that you cannot believe is here in the state of Wisconsin. I, I cannot emphasize enough you need to play this place if you are a person in Wisconsin who loves golf at least once in your life.
4: It is, uh, it's worth the price and then some just because of the golf experience that comes along with it. it, it it's hard to imagine um, the vision that it took from Herb Kohler and Pete Dye to create this masterpiece on what the land looked like before. I mean, you feel like you're on a different planet, different country. And um, to understand the history now that is always going to be alongside of this property, this is going to be known as the most historic Ryder Cup win. And it happened in Wisconsin. It happened in the little tiny cat town of Kohler, Wisconsin, courtesy of Herb and his whole team here on property. And it, it just, it, it's just, it's going to always be aligned with positive memories. And I think that's something that's going to be really special for Wisconsin sports fans moving forward.
3: I don't want to undermine all of the hard work of the people that we've met at some of the other courses here in the state of Wisconsin yeah. Century World, Aaron Hills, um, places like that that are hosting major events for the USGA in the coming years. Um, But I don't know if any of those places exist on the level they do today without Herb Kohler.
4: And I think they'd be the first ones to tell you that too, Gabe.
3: Because he built something, set a standard in the state of Wisconsin. Like, okay, you're going to build a great golf course. Here's the standard. And again, where Aaron Hills has hosted a US Open, they're getting a women's Open, which is something that Kohler has done at Black Wolf Run like to have multiple courses here that have hosted multiple major championships on the senior side, on the men's tour side, on the women's tour side. It's it's just such a special place that we can certainly take for granted at times, but we don't have some of the great things that we've had in our state without this place and without the vision and leadership of Herb
4: Cole. And the cool thing too, is that this property and the other properties around it here in the state, they challenge each other to be better, And they benefit off of each other from being better because we have people coming from all around the world to Wisconsin to playing golf. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm originally from Philadelphia, and there are groups and groups of people that come out and do all of those courses in a week's span. And you you add Sand Valley into the mix now. And um, all the courses are better for it. And this is the place, this is the birthplace of all of that. And it was Herb Kohler who made it possible.
3: So thank you to everybody here. At destination Kohler, thank you to everybody here at Whistling Straits for allowing us to come up. It, it, we just wanted to do something to try to honor Herb Kohler because of everything that he's meant to the state of Wisconsin, to golf, because we love golf. And we love Wisconsin. Like these are two <laughs> things that we love, and, and certainly the landscape in this state, in in the world of golf, would be different without Herb.
4: Yeah, his legacy will live on um, worldwide. Um, but specifically here in Wisconsin and understanding what this state has become for a golf destination. Um, we'll be able to look back on Herb and, and continue to thank him for years to come and just can't wait to see what's next here on property and, and across the state to know that it's only going to keep getting better because people are coming and they're not stopping anytime soon.
3: Thank you again to everybody here at Whistling Straits for having us. This is been On the Tee.